So as we uh, as we uh, meet this morning, the 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 day that we celebrate the the birth of Jesus. Last night at Christmas Eve, we read the the Christmas story and and this this magnificent event that takes place of a young uh, woman and her betrothed uh, in a in a not away from home and thrust into a position of delivering a baby in not the healthiest of conditions where an angel choir appears to shepherds and the shepherds show up and and everyone praises God and is astounded at what happened. And this morning I just want to ask a question, but what's next? What What, what was the next step of that? We're told in, in Luke chapter 2 that the shepherds, after they saw the baby, they went and told everyone what the angel had told them and what they'd learned about this new child. And the people that heard were astonished and amazed as well. See, at the end of the day, the Christ child is not uh, somebody just to be adored. It's, he's someone to be shared, right? It's, it's easy for us to, to fall into the, the Christmas uh, spirit and to get nostalgic about that and sing the hymns and, and sort of focus in for a few days. But the, the question becomes, if this is the Christ child, if this is the anointed one, if this is God's plan for all of history, if, if this is Lord and Savior, Messiah, what is demanded of us as followers, as disciples? What is it that we do? How do we share the message? It's, in, in sharing the message, I don't just mean witnessing to your faith. That's, a, that's great, and a lot of us are better than others at doing that. But I want to suggest to you the best way to share our faith is to demonstrate the kind of love that God has for us in the way that we treat one another. Too many times our church, uh, too many times religious life has become about the how we do things and the, the check marks of that when true Christianity is actually just a lifestyle and an expression of God's light changing us from the inside out that, uh, that begins to glow so much that it can't help but come out in the relationships we have with others. In fact, think of, think of your, uh, your personal spiritual life somewhere, some way, there, was, there has been people, a person, or a group of people that demonstrated to you the love of Christ that in some way captured your heart and, and pulled you toward a relationship with God. Some of them might have been teachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, grandparents, whatever it is, but it was more than what they taught you or the words that came out of their mouth that, that captured you. It was the Spirit. It was the love. It was the life that they lived that impressed you. So if we are celebrating the birth of a Savior, if we are celebrating and, that, and, and recognizing that that Savior grew up to be a man who gave His life for us, that we are connected with God through His death and resurrection, and that He promises to come again to make everything right, and we are simply waiting for that return and making sure we are ready and inviting as many people into the kingdom as we can. If that's our task, then how do we go 
about that. I want to read from First uh, John, First John chapter four. We're going to start in verse seven. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sin is son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we can live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Lord sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. And all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He first loved the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Dear friends, he says, brothers and sisters, in other, in other translations, brothers and sisters, if we're going to do this in a way that counts, in a way that matters, we have to start with love. This is, this is one of the letters, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, one of the letters written by John. John who also penned the Gospel of John in which uh, in chapter 1 tells us that Jesus was the light and came into the darkness and that through Him we can be adopted and brought in as sons and daughters of Him and then goes on to express this that if you, the, 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 the sign, if you will, of if you are really in relationship, the sign is how we love one another. What, what, what a, what a simple thing, isn't it? It, 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 it's, it's not worth all the fighting and everything we do. Christianity, when you boil it down, is a very simple proposition. God loves us. We love God. God loves people. So we love people. Amen. Sermon over. We're done, right? <laughs> right? It, it, it's simple in premise, but it is so difficult for us to live out. Because in all of that, we still have that mind and that ego and that heart that still has a bent towards sinning and, and, a, and a need within us to be our own ruler and our own king. We, 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 we easily can push Jesus off the throne of our life. But John, uh, in, in a very repetitive way, 
if you want to be a child of God, you have to love as God loves. Love is the thing that is an identifier of who we are. The whole idea of the Christmas story is a story of love. John 3.16, another passage by John, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but, but have eternal life. He goes on to say, if you... It, 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 it's this love that he's asking us for is not just a, an assent, right? It's not just a belief. Belief doesn't change anything. Actions change things. That love that we decide, he says it here in this version, uh, that we live in God's love. In, in John 15, he talks about abiding in God's love. Uh, actually, John 5, he, my mind's not there this morning. We abide in His love. And when we abide in His love, then the, the attributes of God come out in us. We live, we dwell, we function in God's love. It's not enough to just know His name. been watching Elf, one of my favorite holiday movies. Right? And when he's at the... the, the um, the retail store, and they say Santa's coming. Santa, I know him. I, I think that's the way a lot of us are with Jesus, right? The Christmas season comes, and we're like, Jesus, I know him. Well, that's great that you know him, but do you live in him? Do you dwell in him? Is it is it the is it the priority when you first wake up? To connect with? Is it, the, is it the heart song of your life to have His love not only flow in you, but move in you and come out in expressions of kindness towards others? See, this, this is, the, this is the, the thing of why a single little baby could change the world. Number one, that little baby was not just a normal little baby. That that baby was the Son of God. And it wasn't a plan of attack. It wasn't a plan of power and might. It wasn't a plan of, of taking over the, the throne against Rome. It wasn't a, a, a armed military conflict. It was a quiet life lived in obedience to God that extended the throne of God to anyone and everyone that He came in contact with. Every piece of what Jesus did throughout his life was related to love. Everything. His motivation is love. His actions were wrapped in love. Even his correction was about love. That is the gospel message that, that we celebrate, that, that the love of God is not just some intangible theory that we, that we ascribe to, but it is a person who came and showed up on this planet and demonstrated for us what God's love looks like. For centuries, 
People had wrong ideas about God and we continue in those wrong ideas. But that, that idea that God's against us, that, that God's, that God's out to get us, that it's a, that if we don't keep the law the right way and, and all of that struggle, all you're going to do is frustrate yourself and, and, and miss out on what God has for you. The, the, the kind of peace that we're talking about that God can provide through Jesus Christ, the kind of hope and faith and love, is a gift that can only be lived into, right? It's free to anyone that wants to accept it. Anyone. It, it, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter uh, how smart you are, uh, what kind of degrees, where you live, what kind of socioeconomic background you have, what race you come from. What It, it is open to anyone and everyone. Free grace, free love. But the responsibility of it is that we're going to carry the light into the darkness. It's not just me and Jesus. Me and Jesus is the first step, but ultimately me and Jesus becomes me sharing Jesus with us. Abide in me and I will abide in you and you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, verse 11, since God loved us that much, we surely, don't call me surely, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. What does the love of God look like? It looks like people handing out food in a rainstorm at light on the hill. It looks like people taking time from their holidays to go deliver a poinsettia to some of our uh, shut-ins. It's family and friends wrapping their arms around someone when they've lost a loved one and assuring them uh, that, that they're going to be with them, listening just sitting and abiding with them. It's not, it's not necessarily the romantic picture of a young wedding with two uh, naive teenagers saying I do to each other. That's love. But the better expression of that is the couple that are 90 and the husband sitting on the bed of his wife holding her hand, allowing her to know that uh, he's, he'd do it all over again if he could. It's reaching across divisions and political channels. It's not contained in a denomination. It's not contained in a tradition. It is, it is the love of God, the heart of God being poured out to those around us without judgment and without measure. My hope for myself, and I'll... I'll give you the opportunity if you'd like this prayer as well, but my hope this year is that I can be more generous in my loving. We're too stingy in our loving. It's like we think we only have a certain amount we can give out. So we just sort of parcel it out. But that's not the way God loved us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Christ's child changes everything. 
but he can change you and he can change your family and he can change your community if you move from just adoring him to loving one another. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have so many weird ideas about what you want from us. There's so many times that we've gotten off track. There's so many times that the, the, the church and, uh, and the communication that we give that it actually does more to, to harm your kingdom than to help it. There's so many times that we've rationalized to ourselves why it's okay to not love others or, or, or extend love to those we don't think that deserve it. But that's not who you are at, at, at all. God, we will never be able to say thank you enough for the love that you've given us. Make it new once again in our heart. Give us that joy that only comes from you. And may we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.